And welcome back to another installment of OK Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecaster, Carl Maymer, and sitting with me, as always, is Lawrence. Lawrence, it's been like uh, it's been about a whole month since we've done an OK Cubecast. Uh, I know you've been um, you've been practicing uh, being silent all those months. Uh, just wondering if. Uh, Want to say something? Have you gotten over your shyness? I know I was trying to get you into some kind of therapy. No, you still got those sort of wide-eyed looks. Like, oh no, I'm afraid. Okay, no pressure. Again, just sit there, watch my levels. Make sure the mic doesn't fall off my head. Okay. Yeah, what have we been doing for the last month? Yeah, we've been really, really, really busy at work. Have we not? Yes. Luckily, things are sort of slowing down a tiny bit. We can get out another OK Cubecast. Look, I'm even almost, ugh, almost want to yawn. Now you're yawning too, Lawrence. I know. It's contagious. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Lawrence, have you actually been, have you been on any dates in the last month? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, that was that one woman. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you sent me her, um, you sent me her profile, and I, and I, and I looked at it, and she was like, well, she was like 19 or something like that, uh, to refresh our, uh, listeners' memories. Uh, Lawrence, you are, you're 20, 28, right? You were, you were 27, and then you had your birthday, uh, during this podcast, but yeah, duh, she's 19, and you're 28, uh, is that, is that an okay age difference, uh, I mean, it, 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 I guess it all depends, um, uh, I remember, I think when I was in my 30s, I'm, I'm 46, when I was in my 30s, I remember I used to belong to, uh, this was back during the IRC days, internet relay chat and uh so uh i would uh chat on this thing called uh pound toronto uh for i guess people in toronto this is where we live the toronto and the greater toronto area but anyway um and then once in a while we would have like little get togethers gts as we'd call them and um you actually got to meet uh people and and Back then, I guess I was kind of as shy as you are now, because, um, you know, when I, when I write, you know, I mean, you'll admit, Lawrence, I'm a fairly, I'm a pleasant, nice, jovial, uh, humble kind of guy, right? Let the jury note that uh, Lawrence is shaking his head in agreement. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Um but right, uh, like I say, uh, but sometimes, you know, when I write, I tend to have a way of sort of writing like, uh, oh, uh, like if you don't agree with my opinion, then, uh, you know, your survival is at stake. Uh, I, I, when I write, I kind of play for, for all the marbles. I play for keeps. And, um, so, you know, when you kind of turn out to these things, you're sort of a bit worried that, you know, the way you write, uh, uh, might, um, People give you know give people a certain idea of you, and then you don't match that idea. And I, I think I sort of mentioned before that you know that um, uh, yeah people uh, just you know I guess the way I 
wrote would assume I was considerably taller than I am, and you know that was always sort of disconcerting. I mean, five five eight, but uh, you know they'd always think like, well, you know, I guess I, I kind of thought you were like this kind of really tall sort of slender guy. Not that I'm a fat. Am I fat? I'm not fat. I'm not fat. You're not fat, Lawrence. We're not fat. We're two not fat guys sitting here on our ass doing a podcast uh, talking about going out and getting five guys burgers after we do this podcast. Yeah, I know. But we're not fat. Let me point that out. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, But anyway, so I would go to these little IRC GTs and uh, you would meet people or stuff and, and there was this one woman there her name was Jen November Jen I called her because it all kind of the whole I don't know relationship sort of began and ended in November but uh, uh, I think she was she was considerably younger than I was I think she was like 19 or 20 and again I was like 33 or 35 or something like that and um, I, I, I'm not sort of given to dating you know, women considerably younger than me. I like the idea of women having careers and, or at least having gotten their BA or something like that. You know, um, so uh, naturally I was quite uh, hesitant, but uh, uh, she really seemed to to like me. And and, and e- even weirder, it was like you know, she liked me because of the beer I ordered. Like you know, I guess all the guys ordered, uh, you know, Budweiser or something, and I ordered. Uh, like a, a micro brew or something, and and um, it, it, it occurs to me, you know, how much, however much I think advertising uh, uh, is just out now lying, you know, especially beer commercials, you know. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of um, uh, your classic beer commercial, kind of made. Uh, made flesh, uh, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, hey, are you, know, are you drinking a uh, Stella Artois? Um, meet me in my hotel room after, oh, sophisticated man. But uh, yeah, that was sort of kind of weird. But anyway, so um, she kind of liked me, and, and I'm like, well, um, I'll see how this turns out. And I went out on a few dates with her, and uh, it turned out she was really, she's very smart, and she had a really great, uh, she had a great sense uh, for uh, the inane, which I kind of, something about that uh, really appeals to me. Uh, women who, you know, have very good senses of humor and, and can just really, uh, you know, spot irony and are very sarcastic and, you know, have a wonderful sense of the inane. But, um, so... Yeah, so we uh, we went out on a number of dates, and 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 you know I'm I'm not sort of given to just like th- throwing myself on a woman, and and but in her sort of mind she was uh, kind of throwing herself at me, and 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 I wasn't uh, ostensibly you know picking up on the the signals you know that I wasn't trying to you know do her on the hood of my car after like the first or second date you know I'm taking her to operas and nice restaurants and things like that and because I just want to find out more about her so but by the time I ended up um, by the time I ended up sort of uh, sussing her out as, as a person going okay and this isn't just some um, uh, kind of bimbo or something like that uh, well that's an unfair comment for all women but just you know someone who's just you know, not into the things I'm into. Let, let's say by the time I sort of sussed that out, she she kind of decided that 
I was playing her, that I was probably uh, this very closeted homosexual. And I was kind of looking for a beard or something like that. And uh, so she kind of ran screaming. So, um, <sighs> but, um, so I guess my long-winded point there, Lawrence, is, uh, y yes, she is uh, 19 and you're 28, but uh, age doesn't necessarily have to uh, be a barrier. You know, if you have similar uh, personalities and maturity levels and uh, you both like the same things, like, you know, she likes going to Comic-Con and you like going to Comic-Con, uh, then hey, go for it. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so it, I ended up looking at her profile and then I sort of realized that, oh no, you know, okay, Cupid, it, um, it shows you who is looking at your profile and then here's this, you know, 46 year old man kind of like she doesn't know I know you and we're never going to tell her I know you because now it just sort of seems like you know you're getting all your friends to you know hey look what I'll be tapping soon uh, so we don't want to give her that sort of impression but um, um, so yeah so all she thinks is some creepy you know guy in his 40s is sort of checking her out or something but uh, I, I'm sort of gathering too that you know um, there are a lot of you know young women that uh, this is just sort of a common occurrence I think on dating sites that you know creepier old men are kind of always looking at their profiles and stuff like like that. Um, I do sort of see a, a, a lot of women who also sort of you know make note like look I'm you know 35 or I'm 40 years old and you know while it's kind of complimentary you know these 22 year old guys are looking at my profile uh, you know I really not you know I'm not a cougar and I'm actually looking for somebody my age but um, but even if Lawrence you're not sending me women's profiles for me to check out and you know weigh in on the, uh, there, there's just a weird uh, phenomenon in, in uh, okay Cupid I, I call it the um, I call it the youth death spiral where uh, you know because when you're sort of looking at a woman's profile in, in the right column there's like you know um, the, the you know if you don't like her you know uh, the little suggested serving uh, tray in the corner where it's like you know women that uh, you know, maybe are similar and stuff like that and you kind of you know you kind of click on that and look at her profile and then again look to the little you know suggested serving tray and then click on the next one and and, and I, I've noticed that um, you know that, that as I'm sort of clicking that the, that uh, the, the the profiles I'm looking at are kind of getting younger and younger as I'm sort of clicking clicking through these things um, I'm not doing it intentionally. It's just that kind of, you know, that first little thing that catches my eye. Click. Oh, click. Oh, click. But yeah, the and then pretty yeah, pretty soon you're like you're you're looking at 25 year olds or something like that. So, anyways, um, what what watch watch that. Uh, but there there is also a certain kind of kind of very sort of interesting. Uh, 
you know, kind of game theory going on too in in OkCupid in terms of profiles, you know, because you you get to see who's looking at your profile, and uh, and then you know, and if they they visit it again and again and again and and stuff like that, and and um, it can definitely kind of show can show interest or it can maybe show kind of a creepiness too you have to you have to be kind of careful like um i know a lot of my women friends will sort of message me and go you know this guy keeps like looking at my profile but doesn't uh you know doesn't message me um and and they almost find that kind of creepy not sort of like oh you know this person's interested maybe they're shy or something but but you, you there there's there's certain, I don't know, there is certain information you can sort of get from from that. Uh, but I think as maybe I mentioned, it's been such a long time since we've, we, we've done one where, um, you know, if, if a guy is like, you know, look, you know, looking at your profile or if you're, or I, I, if, uh, you know, a woman sort of looks at your profile uh, that, uh, you know, I think that the the worst thing to do is sort of respond and go, "Oh, you know, I noticed you were looking at my profile," um, and then you know try to hit her up for a date or something like that. Uh, I think that is kind of um, it almost sort of implies like you know you know you you know you're leading me on or it it sets up like an obligation in the woman's mind and then it, and uh and she might not appreciate that so so i mean if a woman has looked at your profile a couple times or even once uh yeah she you know she may be just she may be browsing and she may like what she sees but she might be shy but but just you know respond to her uh by not setting up that obligation just you know look read her read her damn profile and then respond as if you know you stumbled upon the profile yourself through your various search tools and uh comment on interesting things in our profile make her laugh uh etc etc uh i i create too i created a um i created a like sort of a fake woman's profile um because you know, like some of my women friends are sort of sending me to uh, uh, guy, you know, profiles of men to to check out, and and uh, a lot of times I get, um, you know, from a man, and I'm checking out, say, my friend the heiress, you know, who I've talked about before in this podcast. If I'm checking out a guy, um, you know, she's interested in, you know, the guy might will sort of message me back and go, um, um, you know, you're a dude, and why are you looking at my profile? That kind of makes them nervous or oh, there's even that one uh bisexual guy that kind of started um oh hitting on me and um and it's it all gets very weird very quickly there's even one guy that seemed like really really nasty to me too and uh which was kind of funny he's he's just sort of is like you know why are you looking at my profile you know you're ugly like uh okay <laughs> i'm ugly and uh and so I just sort of responded like, oh, you know, well, I'm just um, checking out your profile for a woman friend who was asking me what I thought about your profile. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, you're you're still weird and you're a loser and you're ugly and da-da-da-da-da. And so I'm like, well, um, you know, she was just actually, she kind of just wanted my opinion about you as a noted and and uh i've actually now have formed one of you and 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 uh i will now pass it on to her well best of luck so 
yeah, so yeah, I guess if you're a guy out there and a man is visiting your profile, it's probably because um, a woman is asking her male friends, you know, what do you think about this guy? Should I message him or not? Do not do not be freaked out. But I created a woman's profile just to kind of visit these profiles as a woman and not have to ever deal with oh, the grief and stuff like that. And um, fortunately, I've never gotten sort of a guy who, uh, you know, my friend is interested in who then sort of sees my female profile, has visited his profile, and uh, then starts to hit on me. But, um, and naturally, my, my female profile does sort of get a lot of messages from guys. And, and, and that's actually very kind of instructive, too. I have found that, that my my profile, when I locate my profile in Seattle, um, most of the guys who respond are actually quite nice and, and, and you know, uh, write long, interesting emails, or at least attempt such. And uh, But when I sort of change my location to Toronto to, you know, to view um, uh, Toronto women friends, uh, guys they're interested in uh, I get I get um, I mean get sort of the classic you know the very stereotypical sort of like uh, you know, hey baby kind of just you know one liners uh, you know sort of form kind of emails and stuff like that so I guess my point is women uh, the uh, Seattle men are superior to Toronto men Another thing I kind of noticed too about my my woman's profile is, you know, because I created this woman's profile, and uh, you know, because I can't ever actually leave anything alone, I sort of wrote a kind of you know a slightly sarcastic uh, uh, profile for my little fake woman profile, and um, and uh, I, I I get. I get a lot of sometimes nasty email from 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 men. Um, I think they're just they're very very intimidated by this woman's profile. I think I have something in it too, like you know, you know, please have at least one pocket square photo of you in a pocket square or something like that. And I get these men who are just like, yeah, well, how's that pocket square filter working out for you? Whoa, and um, and uh, what well, one thing too is I notice as a woman profile that, that a lot of male uh, a lot of messages from men seem almost hostile at first uh, they, they have a kind of a bit of a hostile tone so so um, I don't know if this is common to all, all, all women or just because maybe like I say because my, my my fake profile is somewhat I don't know sarcastic or something like that but um, uh, you know re reread your initial messages and just you know does it does it seem hostile does it seem aggressive you know that 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 kind of thing you the you, you know you think you might be sort of writing this sort of i don't know very decisive email but a, a woman might interpret it as being you know a, a aggressive or, or or wanting something too much too quickly or something but anyways ch check that but um the thing about I think my my, uh, my my fake woman's profile, it um, sort of plays in. I think it sort of taps into this this this. Um, 
don't know, this paranoia a lot of, a lot of men have, uh, so especially when they're kind of in, in relationships or just sort of starting out in relationships. Um, you know, like if they if if the man can sort of you know detect one single reason that the woman doesn't actually need him, uh, it can freak him out. You know, like so the the they're like they're only kind of comfortable if they sort of feel like like this woman completely needs me, like she will never get better and she cannot. If she left me, she would be in pure misery, and it's just it's just some weird, uh, I think, kind of psychology that that uh, some some men have. Um, you know, it's like uh, you, you know, the extent you know, you know, they admit their their job, like oh, you know, some men like oh my god, she's earning more money than me, or uh, you know, she's got a uh, you know large body of friends, male friends, female friends, um, uh, or it's like, you know, her past, you know, my God, she's had boyfriends in the past. Why didn't she psychically predict one day she would meet me and save herself for me? There's all sorts of weird things that sort of just sort of sort of bubble up into the back of men's minds and it can make them feel very unsettled and, and, and freak them out. But, um, you know, my sort of feeling is always that it's like a woman's, you know, a woman's past is her past. Uh, that, 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 you know, in the here and now, she, she's with you because she likes you. And, and she, she, if she did not, if she wanted to find better, then she would not be with you. She would find better. So, so, you know, sometimes you have to sort of chill out and sort of go, you know what? She must really, really like me. And uh, there's something about me she just really likes. And as long as I keep doing that, it's going to be good. So, you know, um, don't, don't, don't freak out. Now, the one thing that I get, I'm not, that freaks me out, but, um, it's, I have a hard time this question sort of comes up uh, in relationships and I have a hard time answering it um, I call it the uh, I call it the masturbation question well, it's actually kind of like it's like a three part question um, at, at some point almost every woman I've ever been in a relationship with with sort of asks me you know like oh you know do you do you do you masturbate and and um, and yeah, you have to be kind of careful about this question because because um, it 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 can be problematic if you're too truthful. Now, I'm not saying you know you know oh no, of course, honey, I don't masturbate because you know everybody masturbates. Don't yeah, Lawrence, you're suddenly getting really interested in your your little dungeon master's guide over there or something like that. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to know, Lawrence. I'm not gonna ask you. But um, yeah, but but the actual it's it's like I say, it's a three part question. It's um, you know, do you masturbate? Um, how often do you masturbate? And you know, what do you think about when you masturbate? And and you you have to uh, you have to be careful in terms of honesty when answering those questions. The first two actually answer them honestly. And it, it, answering them honestly is kind of, um, it's a, it only, can only have positive ramifications because it makes you seem um, like you're very, very open, you're willing to talk about 
you know, sex and your sex life and you're not, you know, you're not hiding anything, things like that, you know, possible diseases you might have, um, things like that. So, you know, you know, you might want, you know, yes and once a day or twice a day. Uh, if it's more, Lawrence, I don't want to know. Male listeners of OKCubeCast, don't email me uh, telling me twice, only twice a day. No, I don't want to know that. But but to the third question, this is where you have to be very careful um, because um, you know, like I say, women women don't understand that men are very visual when you know uh, when we are um, self pleasuring and and and, uh, and and the truth is that that uh, I think for most men, even for in a relationship, and you know, we're because we you know. We, we masturbate even though we're still in a relationship that, that I think a lot of women are, are very unsettled to find out that, that when we're masturbating we're not actually thinking about them or, or us that, that, you know, that if they knew what we were really thinking about they would be profoundly disturbed and, and, and so you can't sort of tell them uh, you know, uh, yes twice a day and uh, you know, I think about you know, your best friends or um, you know, my high school French teacher or the you know, the Starbucks barista we see every day uh, after work. Um, I, I think that would very that would disturb a lot of women because you know they're not they're going to look at that Starbucks barista every day and go, you know, what is he what does he see in her? And it's like you know, it's like my friends like what? Why? Oh my god! You know, so don't answer that one honestly. It kind of got of like um, you know, a good one is sort of like. Um, Oh, you know, I think about us doing it in public, like uh, I don't know, maybe the you know the coat room of that fancy French restaurant you always wanted to go to, and uh, hey, why don't we go there on Saturday? You know, it's kind of um, change the topic. You know, that's kind of an interesting way to maybe change the topic. So you know, it's like you know you're yo, you know, I masturbate. I'm thinking about you and kind of you know daring stuff and and now you're now you're on the hook for an expensive meal but the important thing is you have you have changed the topic you know i i, I thought to carl you know I've, carl's rule number one for women if i've mentioned on this podcast before um uh, carl's rule number one for women is you know women you're always more attractive than you look and, and it occurred to me that uh I had to come up with a second rule, Carl's rule number two for women, uh, which is uh, uh, your ass really isn't that big. So, um, have you noticed this, Lawrence? Yes, yeah, you have, yes. That that for some reason, it's like almost every woman I have ever known, and I know some Asian women too, even the Asian women, they're all like, you know, they all think their ass is like too big, and I can't, you know, it's like, well, no, <laughs> it's not, you know, um, you can eat a lot of Philly cheesesteaks before any man would go, yep, that's a really big ass, but, uh, I don't know, maybe women are just used to when they were young and they didn't have asses and then they got bigger, you know, to, so they can have babies and stuff like that, and, and that just suddenly seemed like, oh my god, it, there's just so much back there, oh my god, I don't know, I don't know what it is, if, are there any women out there, if you understand why 
women all think they have really, really big asses, uh, let me know, because it's a mystery. But trust me, your ass isn't really that big. You might think that's really disappointed, Lawrence, is um, I sort of realized that, you know, at our company, we're not... Uh, we're not a company of breeders. Like, there's not a lot of people in our company that have uh, children, uh, or at least, at least sort of, you know, trick or treating age children. I mean, I, I, I've been at companies where, you know, there's a lot of people with like, you know, six-year-olds and ten-year-olds and stuff like that, and they take them up for trick or treating, and, and and and, you know, the kind of the nice thing is that November one, November one hits, and that's always the, you know, the the parents uh, of these children they they bring in. Uh, they bring in candy to share either maybe they were giving out candy and uh, they overbought or else you know they kind of go through their kids candy and sort of pick out the really unhealthy stuff and then sort of bring it into work and then you know feed it to their co-workers like it's not it's uh you know it's it's not good enough for their children but it's it's okay to give to their people they spend most of their waking hours with but um always sort of marveling at uh like what people give out for Halloween these days. We yes, we we actually live in a uh we live in a part of the world where our we're kids, our kids. People I know who have children, they can Canadian children, uh they can go out and go from house to house and go trick or treating and, and there's not this sort of fear like uh, they're going to be kidnapped and chopped up into little bits or something like that so so yeah we still sort of live in that sort of world we don't go remember when I was living in Seattle it was like trick-or-treating at the mall the parents would just take the kids to the mall and the kids would go from store to store trick-or-treating because you know I don't know suburban Seattle was even way still too dangerous I think they had even caught the Green River Killer by then uh, so uh, yeah so, but but the, the Halloween candy these days it's just it's like it's awesome it's like just not even mini chocolate bars anymore. It's like full size chocolate bars and, 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 you know, bags of chips and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, I mean, when, when I, when I grew up, I, I mean, I grew up in a very middle, middle class neighborhood in the seventies and, 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 you know, junk food was not super cheap back then. Like, like it is you know, now, I guess, you know, thank you. High fructose corn syrup. Um, you know, like I say now, it's like you know, you give out you know chocolate bars and 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 but but back in my day, if you give out chocolate bars, even you know mini chocolate bars like uh, uh, you know Smarties or uh, little mini coffee crisps, uh, those are kind of Canadian chocolate bars, my American listeners. But um, Smarties, which would be your M and M's, and coffee crisps, which are like I don't know um, chocolate bars with coffee in them or something. Yeah, our kids. This is why Canadians are not very tall. We stunt them early with with coffee chocolate. Um, but you could, you could, you know, back in the 70s, even if you bought this uh, stuff, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you was like, well, we could give out chocolate or uh, we could buy uh, gas for the Plymouth Duster because, um, you know, gas was like pushing like a dollar a gallon. So you had to make that hard choice. But you know, these days, um, you don't have to make that choice. You can have your gasoline and give out the great, awesome candy to the kitties. Um, but back in my day, I guess it was it was like it was like I don't know Tootsie Rolls and, and, and something we were called Rockets, which again 
American listeners, which is kind of like, I don't know, rockets like Sweet Tarts or something like that. I'll try to, in the show notes, I'll try to post a picture. Um, some of the best, I don't know, candy back then, it, other than, you know, the rare family that gave out like uh, little chocolate bars was, was uh, like the individual wrapped caramels and, uh, and, oh, and bazooka gum. Oh, you remember bazooka gum? Oh, like the, uh, the bazooka gum, like comic gag writers, like, you know, you know I, I still marvel at their razor wit and insightful commentaries on the ups and downs of teen dating. I think it just nothing really sort of shaped me into the man I am today, I think, than the bazooka gum comic wrappers. Uh, but um, but one thing I really hated too are that and I guess it this still goes on, are like the uh you know the you know the people who are like um you know give out apples. You know, like and not even like apples dipped in caramel. I'm just talking like give an apple out for Halloween as if they're gonna like you know, I'm gonna teach these kids about, you know, good eating habits. I'm gonna give them apples, you know. Um if you give apples, you're just basically giving kids a weapon to sort of chuck back at your house. Like there's nothing worse than apples. But um I don't know. But I do I do I like I like giving candy to children. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but it, and it is, it is actually weird. So, uh, being kind of like a single man, I actually, usually, I don't typically give out candy to children, even on Halloween. Uh, although the, you know, the kids are so cute, you know, I mean, but I like giving out the candy to children because they are cute and stuff like that. And they're so excited. And, and so I try to actually find like a woman friend to give out candy to I like to go, I mean, I go to her house, and then me and the woman friend, we give out candy together, and it just seems safer. So I think my neighbors, you know, if I was giving out candy, I think they would be ultimately unsettled. Like, I can just sort of picture them sort of going like, oh, you know, how great that, you know, that guy who uh, has his windows permanently covered by green garbage bags, and, you know, we never see him going into his place with women, just... uh just bags of saw blades. Um, you know, gosh, he's suddenly giving out candy to children. Yeah, no, we'll we'll pass that place by. Thank you very much. All right, so that is another installment of the OK Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecast. What's that, Lawrence? Oh yeah, you want. You actually, you want a photo of you on the profile page. Yeah, I know. I just have that picture of a tin of, uh, I don't know, what was it? Diamond Jubilee cookies or something like that. Yeah. The Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Are, are you, are, yeah, our UK partner, he brought me a tin of those cookies. And for some reason, I just scanned that in and threw that up as your photograph. But uh, you want, you want a photograph of you on the site. But I did, I did suggest that one photo, and then you were like, "No, no, I don't want that photo. I want this photo." But then I'm like, "That's like you in that." The, I, I call them your legless pants. Uh, yeah, try. You, you do not. If you're not, you're not. If you're not talking to save yourself some embarrassment, you you do not want a picture of you on a dating a podcast about dating about being single and trying to find a woman uh, a picture of you wearing legless pants okay we're gonna work we're gonna work 
We're going to work... What, what, oh, right. It's, it's Movember. You are doing Movember. Right. You look like oil can Harry right now with your little your little prince thing going. Okay, no. But December we will, after you've done the whole Movember thing, and you, you lose that oil can Harry mustache, we'll... Um, maybe we'll look at putting up a good picture of you. Taking one or finding one and we'll put it up. Okay, Lawrence? Alright. Okay, anyway, so I am Carl Mamer, your OK Cubecaster. With me, of course, is always the ever-silent Lawrence, who's not wearing Legolas pants today. Thank God. Alright, Lawrence, let's go. Let's go eat five guys. Bye-bye. Yesterday, moving further away. Weren't you near me? All I needed was the love you gave. All I needed for another day. And all I ever knew, only you. Sometimes when I think of her name, when it's only